is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I feel like we're doing this episode as some kind of strange seance. Ooh. Where I'm in a food coma and you're translating <laughs> me with an Etch-A-Sketch or something. Yeah. That I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to be like, talk to me if you can hear me, John. Talk to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, at the moment you look a bit like, what is that? You know that, um, you know the minutes to midnight clock? Which, the doomsday clock. Yeah, how close we are to just like, you know, poofing off into yeah. um nothingness yeah it today i'm just saying i don't know if you, your sleep apnea has been playing up but i think we need to adjust you just that extra 30 <laughs> seconds closer to the edge that's how you're looking how is your doomsday clock going put it this way i would have pulled the pin on tonight's episode but you did like what i can only call the, the nicest form of misery you know the stephen king the stephen king uh-huh so instead of putting me in, in a bed and breaking my legs you just yeah. brought around way too many chips yeah and yeah, now I'm here and I can't move from the table, so I may as well do the episode. <laughs> it's how I trapped my first boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, feed him hot chips so they can't run away. Oh my god, did we move his bones when I helped you move? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm environmentally responsible. I put him in the green bin. Ah, excellent. Oh my god, do you want to hear my close encounter with the other side, with death, with oblivion that happened just last night? Yes, please. Oh my lord. Okay, so you know me. I'm. I'm. I do. I was finishing up the research for you know this week's you know script, and yeah. I was kind of you know I was in the zones. So I was just like tap 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 it tap tap roo. Crazy burst of energy. So also at one stage I went out to the loo and I'm just so full of like energy and like, yeah, like I'm in the zone. I'm like, oh, my God, why don't I do some washing? <laughs> It'll now, just wash. When you I'm- say you went out to the loo, you have an inside toilet. Oh, yes. This well, is not the 1870s. No, but like I was sitting in my, you know, researchy lair. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the one part of the house the cats let you have. Yes, yeah. it's my one little one little bit, yeah. and I'll just go out to the back of the house where the, the toilet is. But yeah. it's there. It's the, you know, got to go past the laundry, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put some laundry on. Like, woo! So you know, I put on a load of laundry, yeah. go back, tap 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 it a woo. Anyway, so then I come back when I hear the bong, it's finished. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I'll go put the – hang the laundry on the line so the sun will come up tomorrow, dry it. It'll be fantastic. It's like about 2 a.m. Yeah. It's pitch black. Anyway, so I carry the load of laundry out, go down to the very back of the yard, you know, to the old loin to like, you know, hang everything up. Yeah, so for our American listeners, we have outdoor clotheslines. Yeah. Like 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 they have in America, but ours are somehow a source of national pride. Yeah. It's fuck, we're weird. Well, no, because the ones in America are just between like two sticks – Lame. The ones we've got, okay, you can get drunk, okay, and then hang on and and your friends push you while you spin around. Whee! The Rotary Hills Hoist. Yes. And you can get like a bag of, of uh, 
of like cheap, nasty wine. Yeah. Okay. And you... Colloquially referred to as goon. Yes. And you peg it to the line. Yeah. And this is a game that we play in Australia. And then everyone has to stand around the line. Yeah. And the first person swings the line. And whoever the goon bag stops in front of, you've got to get under it and like skull. Yeah. Get a as big, much as big you old can. mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like spin it onto the next one. Yeah. And what's that wonderful game called? <laughs> Line of Death. <laughs> no, Goon of Fortune. <laughs> oh, okay. You, line of Death? Yeah. You didn't sell that well. Oh, okay. No, it's Goon of Fortune. Oh, there we go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, so I'm I'm out the back. I'm hanging up the, you know, the clothesline. Anyway, where it is, right by the fence, there are yeah. these couple of, in my neighbor's yard, there are these like big giant fruit trees. Uh-huh. Anyway, I sort of, I hear like a rustle, rustle, you know. Don't pay any attention to yeah. it. I'm hanging stuff up. And then I look back and my little my little black pussycat Toka is standing there like oh. like looking in the direction of where the, the rustle is rustle is coming it's from. Spotted the predator. And then like I, I watch, you know, Toka as she's like, you know, just staring at this tree. Yeah. And because I heard the rustle rustle, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's a bat. And so I turned around, like, oh, I'll look at the bat. Bats are cool. Yeah. As I turn around to look at this, okay, so there's a bit of light coming from the windows in my house. Yeah. Okay. So there's just enough light hitting the leaves of the tree. Yeah. So that I can see one of the very large branches of the tree mm-hmm. going down. Oh. Either like it's being pulled down. Yeah. Or it's just going down because there's something really huge in the tree. Yeah. But by this stage, <laughs> I have wandered over oh, directly no. like by the fence because I'm when I thought, oh, it's a bat. I'll have a look. Yeah. And I have that moment of realisation that I am now literally just standing in front of what is clearly going to be a werewolf, vampire, predator, Jordan serial Peterson. killer. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Peterson's in Adelaide at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Could be him. It's going to be any of those things, yeah. okay? And like an absolute white person, I have just walked straight over to it to be like, hello, want some candy? And I'm just like, holy fucking... Anyway, then I hear like a... Like of something, you know, sort yeah. of like rustling down the lot a bit. And then the branch slowly starts coming up. And I'm like... Holy shit, like it's just, it's just, it's gonna be death. Like, it's gonna have like 800 sets of teeth. This is not going to be good. Yeah. And then come up two of the biggest eyes. <laughs> it's a possum. It looks like there were a couple of possums in the tree trying to eat the fruit. Yeah. And I think one had fallen off. <laughs> and then the other one just sort of awkwardly got, ooh. <laughs> But I was just like, oh, sweet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then just grabbed the cat and legged it inside. Yeah, your cat was rightly wary of those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my former cat, uh, Smeagol, rotten yeah. piss, you awful fucking bastard. You That's were. bullshit. He was the worst cat ever. It was not. You were the worst owner ever. Wasn't even my cat. Anyway, that cat uh, got into a fight with a squirrel, uh, not a squirrel, a fucking possum. Mm. We had to spend like three or four weeks 
draining its uh, wounds from its head. Ew. Yeah, we had to squirt fucking saline through its fucking drain holes. It was gross. Oh, but surely that's the possum's fault. That's not the cat's fault. No, the cat was a piece of shit. No, it's not a piece of shit. You cried when that cat died. I did not. I you fucking did. rejoiced. You did not. Nope, hated that cat. You did not. I cried when Yoda, our one-eyed blind cat, died because yeah. Yoda was the best cat ever. Oh, Yoda was a sweet cat. Yeah, but not yeah. Smeagol. Smeagol was a cunt. <laughs> He was trying to save you from ravenous possums. He sounds like a great little cat. He was an ass face. Oh, you're an ass face. He used to wait till I was in the shower mm. and then come into the bathroom, yeah. look at me and do a shit on the floor. That's just share house living, man. That's fucking cat. That's <laughs> share house living. Yeah. It sounds like you made it personal with, with Smeagol. What did I you do to him? Hate, I'm, I'm, well, we had to get rid of Smeagol after my son was born because we caught Smeagol looking to claw my sleeping son in the face. You know, I, I look, there was a choice to be made. I think you made the wrong one, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, you want to know how this cat died? Oh No, no, no. It's kind, it's kind of cool. Oh, there's no cool way for a cat to die. There is with this one. Oh. So the person who had re- taken it in after we rehomed it, mm. uh, it basically became a party house cat. Yeah. And the story I've heard is that it got up one morning after a particularly big party. Yeah. Kill Bill style. Yeah. Took like eight steps out onto the lawn. Yeah. And then just... Like exploding five-point palm heart technique. That's terrible. That's a pretty cool way for a cat to go. No, it's not. Oh, my God. After a huge party and then just... uh, uh. (laughs) Yeah, that's the story I've heard. Unless it was a... I'm just... Just you're a terrible cat owner. No, a cat was a piece of shit. uh, Cats are not a piece of shit. Only people are pieces of shit. I like your cats. Yeah, my cats are I like my son's cat that he has at his mum's house. Mm -hmm. I liked my old cat. Yeah. This cat was a fuckhead. Clearly, there's. I feel like there's some part of the story. Like we're not getting the. Okay, if this cat was a person and it was getting on a flight to Bali with you, you'd go fuck. Here we go. <laughs> this thing's definitely going to take its shoes off. It's going to start a fight. Uh huh. Yeah, this cat's a cunt. <laughs> if that cat was a person, it would wear a bintang singlet and go to Thailand to go quote unquote fishing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think clearly just the two of you. There's some, there's like, there's a backstory that we're not getting and we will not get until 94 minutes into the film, Mr. Yeah. Tarantino. <laughs> Although we film its feet a lot. <laughs> Pause. I don't know. All cats are wonderful. Yeah, righto. Unless, you know, except those weird ones that they did in that movie recently with James Corden. Yeah, the musical oh, version. No, Ooh. that was weird. That's because it was James Corden. Yeah, no, that but uh, like the way they did void. the way they did all of like the like costumes. Yeah. Like the cats had tits, and it was clearly people. Yeah, but just you got to you got to admit the, you got to admit the, the Taylor Swift cat was pretty good. No, no, no you shouldn't. See, that's the problem right there. You shouldn't be looking at Cats the musical going. Cool. Oh, that's how you find out you're a furry. You should. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no, you know what? I was. I had no problems with furries until SBS did a documentary that was exploring the percentage of furries yeah. who have tried to have sex with the kind of animal that they identify oh, with. Oh, no, that's not cool. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm out. No, no, keep it within your strangely fucking keep it characterized, your species. strangely characterised anime creatures. Yeah, and even as you – when I, I'm like you're legitimate like yeah. – I'm sorry, but in this case, it has to be your birth species. Yeah. So if you're if you're 
if you're birthed as a human, you can only have sex with humans or human yeah. appendages. Yeah. They can dress up as whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, while you're doing other people. Yeah. You know, like two, two consenting adults can dress up like cats and do each other cat style. That's fine. Underneath my window at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I just got to attach this fish hook to my cock to make things a little bit more realistic. <laughs> oh my God, it's you just, oh my God, just get the spray bottle. <laughs> Chase them out the yard. Yeah, so yeah, just keep it in your birth species. It's the only yeah. the, it's the only time I'm going to be weird about that. Okay. Just, but there's always someone who's spoiling it for everyone, isn't there? James Corden is usually that person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. God. Even just, Do you even know the basic premise of Cats, the musical? Uh, a bunch of cats live in an alleyway. One of them's got magical powers. The end. <laughs> no, honestly, if you actually – I'm, I'm just going to let you – Look up the storyline to cats. It's so fucking ridiculous. You're going to be like, how, 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 how did this become a success? I don't understand how a country like America, mm. the United States of America, can have this insane anti-intellectualism, this mm. gun culture, yep. this rising fascism, but at the same time embrace Broadway musicals. It's fucking bizarre to the point where they can keep them going for 25 years. Yeah. You're like this. This country is such a dichotomy. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, no, because I think I think it's basically because you've just it, it's split down the middle of this population lives here and this population. But I guarantee lives here. you, if you took fucking cats to mm. Dallas, people would go with shotguns yeah. <laughs> and try to like twenty five cents a belt. <laughs> That's Louisiana. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. Yeah. I don't know. America. <laughs> it's cooked. It's cooked. We love you, but you're cooked. Oh, my God. You know what? That's so weird. But speaking of America being cooked, yeah, that totally brings us to the topic of this week. <laughs> Would you believe? America the cooked. Can you put in some special effects, have some eagles, <laughs> and some fireworks? Say what you will about America. Their national anthem fucking rules. It's a good anthem, it's a isn't it? It's a great anthem. And then you see Jack Black do it. Mm. And like he doesn't even add some of that Christina Aguilera. <laughs> he didn't even do any of that. He yeah. was just like, if I get this wrong, I will be fucking torn apart by dogs. <laughs> and he gets up and he does the straightest rendition of it ever, but he belts yeah. it out because he's yeah. got opera lungs. Yeah. And it was just, even I was just like, fuck yeah, I'd stand up and salute for that. I could admit, yeah, the, but it's the, I think the American national anthem, it is so America. Like well, it's all it's a firing fucking guns at dawn. It's a battle cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, God save Oh my God, our national anthem has the word girt in it. Yeah. That's not getting you laid. No, it's not. You know, it's like, ooh, it's like Christi Christine Aguilera's <laughs> Gertie album. Like, no. Do you want to get Gertie? <laughs> Nobody wants to get Gertie. Can you oh. even think of a pickup line involving Gert? Uh, <laughs> uh, girl, are you a undiscovered land craft? Because my dick's going to get Gert. For your body, oh, I've got nothing. It's pretty close, though. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me workshop that. Okay, I think well, I've I think I've got something there. Yeah, I think I've got something there. But yeah, no, the the national anthem <laughs> like of America, like it gets you hard, and that's what you it want does. from a national anthem. Even the women are hard. Yeah, 
Yeah. You're just like, no, like in your pants. That's what I mean. Yeah, like you just want to be like, mm. Yeah, like even the women get boners. Yeah. In it's Texas. Just, mm, and it's somehow just, it's still feminine. Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. I just, oh, my God. I want to just like fuck an eagle and high five Chuck Norris. Absolutely. I'd suck a Texas lady dick. <laughs> There's our next T-shirt. And there it is. <laughs> Miranda Lambert, if you're listening. Oh, my God. If that's not a bumper sticker by Christmas, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to give up trying. Oh, my God. That is one of my – for some reason I find women from Texas very attractive. Really? Really. Really. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's because I like the idea of being dominated. Yeah, I was going to say, is that just a pretense for – Someone who can hunt mm. and still wear cut-off jeans. <laughs> I find that fucking sexy. That's who you're looking for in a woman, someone who can hunt and wear my jorts. My girlfriend's from a farm. Okay. And she's got a pair of jorts. She does. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's the simple pleasures. <laughs> it's the simple pleasures. Can oh she hunt? God. No. She's had me remove millipedes from the laundry before. But. You should see you repair a jorts. Oh, God. Now we're going to get all these like single Tinder babes like running around in the rainforest in their jorts because you've sent them out there. And if we've learned nothing from podcasts, they're all going to die. They're all going to get kidnapped by hillbillies. This is on you, mate. If you do want, to, if you are from Texas and you want to send me a picture of you and your jorts at the John Brooks <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> I only ever got one dick pic, and I'm still mad about I it. I hope some big bears out there I'll are going to the send bears. you their like sexy jort pictures. I'll take bears in jorts. Yeah, bears in jorts. I'll take. <laughs> Oh, God. I now, before so. I rested the wheel from you, mm. where were we going with today's episode? Oh, my God. America the Cooked. That's right. America the Cooked. God bless you. <laughs> we, we love you and all your craziness. Look, this week we are going to actually look back in America's history when the great city of Los Angeles oh. came under attack. ba now, as much as this sounds like a fictional Hollywood blockbuster, this incident actually took place from late in the evening of the 24th of February and into the 25th of February, 1942. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about like gang violence or something. Oh, no. I know what we're going to talk about. This was when America defended herself from a mighty enemy that was... Possibly Japan or possibly UFOs or possibly not. <laughs> In this week's episode of The Battle of Los Angeles. Yes. Or The Great Los Angeles Air Raid. There you go. Or Disneyland Alamo. <laughs> Back to the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is this is amazing. I actually feel like a bit shocked when I started reading about this because I had not actually read about this before. I was actually looking up something else. Yeah. I was researching another story and it made reference to this and I was like, "Oh, what is this they're talking about?" and then just went down like a research rabbit hole and yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god, how did I know not know this ever happened?" Yeah. Mind Alone. This is one of the coolest UFO stories ever. Oh my god! Well, is it? Don't try to preempt it. Okay. All right. I was just googling some dates then as well, so uh -huh. we, we can get into this. Okay. 
On December the 7th, 1941, Japan bombed an American naval base, killing 2,403 Americans. Of course, Pearl Harbor. Yes. This resulted in America getting off the sidelines and driving itself straight into World War II. Yes. Now, at that time, Los Angeles was not just America's film capital, but it was also the number one city in the US for the production of planes. And San Pedro Bay was the home to a large naval fleet, thanks in part to its large shipbuilding industry. Right. In 1939, shipbuilding in LA employed uh, around 1,000 people. Okay? There's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, you know, but it's nothing here. But at the end of 1941, it employed over 22,000 people. In shipbuilding. Yeah. Nothing like a war to kick off your industry. Yeah, because they were supplying a lot of stuff to the Allies before mm-hmm. they ever got in, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't just all planes and ships, with seemingly all of its industries dramatically increasing its production of just about everything. Yeah. All of this success started to make people fearful that all of this industry and success may in fact be making Los Angeles a prime target for an attack by the Japanese. Yeah. Audacious under General Yamamoto or Admiral Yamamoto. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's he was the guy who championed the um, bombing of Pearl Harbor. Ah. Because he knew that if they had to have any chance in the Pacific, they had to get rid of the Pacific fleet. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Actually, what uh, what I was while I was I, I was looking into this research and I came across this thing of Pearl Harbor and it was. Uh, apparently, obviously, um, messages were sent saying that their intel had found out that there was going to be a strike against a naval base, but they weren't sure which one. Yeah. So they actually sent out, um, you know, do 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 over the Morse surface. Code, yep. Yeah. You know, a message that an attack was coming. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, that so that message was given to the carrier, which was then take was being taken to the naval base at Pearl Harbor. Mm. The problem is that as that person was cycling there, the planes flew over them. Yeah, right. And basically just bombed the shit out of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, and after after long uh, so after the attack was done and everything and in the chaos, the person showed up with the message yeah. saying be prepared, an attack is going to happen somewhere. Yeah. And you were just like, someone's not getting a tip. Yeah. It was a, it was a monumental intelligence failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only by coincidence that their um, carrier fleet wasn't in the harbour. Yeah. Well, and it's just uh, just the, oh, my God. But even just like, you're, uh, 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 do you know what I mean? Give your couriers a motorbike. <laughs> Just saying. Well, they they even had um, people using early forms of radar who'd spotted the planes coming in. Yeah. And they were so certain that Japan wouldn't be crazy enough to attack them at Pearl Harbor. They were like, nah, it's got to be our own people coming back. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They reckon there were Japanese zero pilots who were so certain it was a trap. Yeah. Because they're just like, we can't believe we're doing like completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just like, this has got to be a trap. And they just completely unopposed. Wow. It blows your mind. It really does. If I'm going to expect that from anyone, I'd expect it from like Japan. It's audacious. It's bold. Yeah. It's a precision strike. Yeah. That's that's got Japan's name written all over it. The really interesting thing about this is that even though the initial attack was a monumental intelligence failure on the part of the US, 
They really got their shit together super fucking quick. Well, I reckon Pearl Harbor will do it. Yeah, once Nimitz took control, Admiral Nimitz, once yep. he took control, he started listening to the intelligence people more. Yeah. And they predicted the battle, the attack on Midway. And oh, man, it's just yeah. so much of that war was solved by fucking the tiniest little coincidences. Yeah. Well, again, it's one of those things, you know, yeah. like when your friend starts dating someone who's an absolute gold digger and you're like, oh, my God. And they're yeah. like, what? No, my dick likes her. <laughs> Six months later, they've lost the house or living in the truck and you're just like, mm-hmm, yeah. are you going to listen to my advice now? How many people have found themselves homeless screaming at their dick going, you shut the fuck up, <laughs> living in their car? <laughs> and I just show up with a courier message. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yeah, so this had just happened. So, obviously, after that happened, this, I think it's fair to say, it made America shit its pants. Yeah. A lot of people who thought we are big, bold, mighty America. Yeah. No one can touch us. <gasps> yeah. A big part of the, the decision to raid Pearl Harbor like that was that the, the Japanese Admiralty thought that America would cave. Mm-hmm. And they thought, ah, oh, they don't have the fighting spirit that we do. We come from a warrior culture. Uh-huh. Had the exact opposite effect. Had they never seen a John Wayne film? <laughs> yeah, it just mobilised everyone. Exactly. And everyone's just like, we're a fucking nation of gun-toting, bloodthirsty yeah. fucking psychos. Yeah, we'll fucking have you, mate. <laughs> Who happen to be really good at building shit. Yeah. Like, literally all of America's movies are based on the fact that something really awful happens to the hero in the first ten minutes. Yeah. They then spend the next two hours of their life. <laughs> yeah. Bringing you down yeah. and breaking your whole system, man. Yeah, but Yamamoto was just like, see, I fucking told you. <laughs> they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They wow. They yeah. did not expect the reaction they got. Yeah, but the civilian population definitely were freaking the fuck out because no one had ever attacked America like that. Yeah, this was like they just thought they were golden and everything yeah. like, you know, all the other stuff like World War One. it all happened in Europe. It's yeah. so far away. Yeah. You know, nothing could ever touch America. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Yeah. So let's just say this threat, and suddenly everyone, like, oh my God, like, we have a shipyard. Yeah. Like, we have ships. Surely that's going to bring Japan here. Yeah. And American actor Buck Henry, who lived in Los Angeles at the time, described the fear people felt about attack against Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, we imagined parachutes dropping. We imagined the hills of Hollywood on fire. We imagined hand-to-hand combat on Rodale Drive. <laughs> that's what it's like now, but <laughs> <laughs> that's through climate change and terrible labour policies. Mm, and they, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's it. Like, and like Los Angeles is such, everyone who goes to LA is always like, it's such, it's literally on one side of the road, it's all like Rodale Drive and everyone's driving million dollars and cars and everyone's fake tits and you yeah. know and is perfect and has billions of dollars literally the other side of the road everyone is sleeping in tents and is homeless yeah fucking homeless cannibals eating you next to a causeway yeah yeah that's, that's literally just on what side of the road you happen to be born on yeah, yeah. Uh, so this paranoia about an imminent attack was only fueled by the fact that from the end of December 1941 and into February of 1942, American merchant ships were being attacked by Japanese submarines in waters off the West Coast. Yeah. Now, the SS Agrawold, the SS Samoa and the SS Barbara Olsen 
It's a fucking very specific name for a ship. <laughs> I don't know what the. I don't know who Barbara blew, but she blew him well enough to get a whole fucking <laughs> ship named after her. <laughs> Tell us your secrets, Barbara. <laughs> Uh, so those boats were attacked but managed to escape without damage. Yeah. However, the SS Idaho, it was attacked and escaped with minor damage. However, the SS Dorothy Phillips. Oh. I keep waiting to hear your grandmother's name popped in here. <laughs> they never sank her. The SS Dorothy Phillips, the SS Connecticut and the SS Nebraska were significantly damaged. While, meanwhile, the SS Emidio, SS Larry Dooney, <laughs> SM, SS HM Story, SS Cynthia Olson, okay. mother and daughter, Hello. yeah, <laughs> SS Camden, SS Montebello, and a boat called Coast Trader were all sunk, Fucking presumably fuck. by the Japanese. Yeah. And Americans were dealing with the fact that an attack by an enemy force on American soil was a very real possibility. Shit is getting real. Yeah. Oh, my God. And my finger reacted and hit the wrong button. (laughs) Let me just fire me here. Okay. Now, I'm going to say one word to you. Yeah. And if it ruins what you're about to say. Yeah. I'll stop talking about it. Yeah. Do little. I have no idea what that is. So this was the um, this was the direct propaganda response. Okay. By the Americans, they were like, "Right, the Japanese have reached us, and they've they've driven a spear into our heart by mm-hmm. destroying basically basically destroying their battleships in the yep. Pacific. They needed a big. You destroyed my battleships. Basically, like you know, you 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 punch someone in traffic. You, yeah. You got to fucking throw one back. Yeah. So what the Americans did was they, I believe it was B seventeen bombers, mm-hmm. which are designed to take off on long. Airfields, mm-hmm. they modified them to take off an aircraft carrier. Yeah, and under the the guidance, under the captainage of I think his name was Doolittle. Yep, it's called the Doolittle raid. Okay, they flew into Tokyo in B seventeen bombers and yep. bombed the fuck out of like downtown Tokyo, like civilian targets, the lot. And they did this in April of nineteen forty two, so just a few months after Holy Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So the Japanese were just like, oh, you know, the war's happening over there. Uh-huh. Suddenly, B seventeens flying over Tokyo, dropping bombs. One of the bombs landed in Hirohito's palace, <gasps> and the Japanese were just like, "Holy fuck!" They bombed our god, and it, <sighs> and it freaked them out. Yeah. So naturally, America's probably thinking, "Hey, that was really great. We did that." Oh, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The, the, the Doolittle Raid, if you've never heard about it, it's fucking incredible. These guys then went and landed in mainland China, who yeah. were at war with the Japanese. Yeah. And basically had to just make their way through fucking China with a pistol and some money and some cigarettes and shit to trade. Oh, my God. That sounds like an episode right there. You need to do an episode on that. Okay. All right. I'm excited by that. Um, well, meanwhile, back in America, in Juneau, Alaska, a rumour spread that Japanese submarines were lurking all over the southeast of the Alaskan coast. Ah. So residents were made to cover all windows and undergo a citywide blackout. Oh, yeah, light, light discipline. Mm-hmm. Another rumour popped up that a Japanese aircraft carrier was cruising just off the coast of San Francisco Bay. So they closed all schools and also went into a blackout and full radio silence. They also locked up pretty much everyone with Japanese heritage. Oh, we're getting to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. George Takei, shout out to George Takei. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seattle also imposed a blackout of all vehicles and buildings. 
paranoia was so intense with the general population that, okay, it started off with one guy, probably called Bob. <laughs> angry. Yeah. But at one point, swelled to over 2,000 people who were angrily marching through the city streets, smashing their way into any building that had a light on and smashing its contents and lights and just destroying the inside. Okay. Don't leave your lights on. No, that's Earth Hour times 20, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? I know, seriously. Oh, <laughs> think of the whales, you fucker! <laughs> Yeah, shit getting real. <laughs> Just imagine being in your business. You've worked a bit late. Suddenly an angry mob breaks its way in and then someone just politely leans over and goes, dink, and turns off your lamp. Pushes your lamp over. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> and then shits on your desk. <laughs> oh, no. Now, on the evening of 23rd of February, 1942... American President Franklin D. Roosevelt began a speech to the nation to reassure the American people the war was mostly, you know, over there. And America was ready to defend itself against the enemy. Yeah. But they're over there, you know, but (laughs) we'll be fine. Yeah. Five minutes into Roosevelt's comforting speech uh, at Elwood, a small town on the Californian coast, a Japanese submarine emerged from the water two and a half thousand yards from shore and over a 20-minute period fired between 13 and 24 shells into a petrol refinery. Whoa! It was just down the coast from LA. Just with its deck gun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God, there's this great story. So a person reported phoning the refinery to <laughs> ask what was going on because they suddenly <laughs> just saw all these lights and heard these explosions. Yeah. Surprisingly, someone who was not identified answered the call and when asked what was going on simply replied i don't know i'm too busy being attacked (laughs) and hung up the phone nice (laughs) still quite polite yeah yeah customer Um, service it's a hard job it really is (laughs) my god now uh On reports of the attack, three pursuit planes and two bombers were sent to find the attacking force, which in this case was a submarine. But the submarine had simply disappeared back beneath the waters and disappeared. Yeah. So it's a full-size Japanese submarine, not a midget sub. Oh, I don't have the size. Well, the, the midget subs didn't have a deck. Though. Oh, no, no. Like, I don't have the size of the size of the submarine. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. the, the midget subs didn't have a deck gun, so it couldn't have been that. So this, oh, I, we're, we're talking a full-size Japanese submarine. All, all I could find was they just knew it was a sub because yeah. nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Except this one fucker who was just at the refinery having to answer the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it just disappeared. Poof. The Air Force, however, refused to send more support to the scene as they felt that this was just a diversion to a major assault. Pretty sound thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The actual damage was small. Mm. Uh, Damaging piers and equipment causing around, at the time, $500 worth of damage. So I'm not sure what that would be in today's terms. Ten grand. Yeah. Yeah. By a miracle, the bombs did not hit the gasoline plant, 
which actually could have caused immense damage and severely disrupted gas supplies for the area. But the attack seemed to be aimed more at emotional damage. Yeah. Um, and sending a message to the US that they were not as untouchable as their president was saying. All I kept thinking of that scene in The Untouchables where they kill the accountant yeah. and just smear touchable in yeah. blood on his wall. It's 100% what this is. Oh, yeah. As they just, you know, if, he, if the Japanese then ran down a back alley and got <laughs> into their submarine, bloop, and disappeared. Uh, look, this was a mission to cause fear, terror, and anxiety. Yeah. And it worked. Fuck yeah, it worked. <laughs> now, those that had predicted that the Japanese forces would make a demonstration during the president's speech then made the prediction that Los Angeles itself would be attacked the following evening. Right. The army also believed that this was a very real possibility. The following day on the 24th of February 1942, the Office of Naval Intelligence issued a warning that they believed an attack on the California mainland would occur within the next 10 hours. Shit's getting real. Yeah. Nobody wants to get that memo, especially first thing in the morning. Like, fuck, I haven't even had my coffee. Yeah. Oh, today's going to be shit. Why did I ask for a coastal posting? God damn it. <laughs> but I think this is when people realised shit was getting real. Because in response to this, okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. In the next 10 hours, they're going to be here. Yeah. It was a serious threat because the United States Army deployed 500 armed troops to the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank <laughs> to protect the studios from sabotage or attack. <laughs> Legit 500 soldiers. It's just, <laughs> you, you may take our lives, but you will never take <laughs> our musketeers. <laughs> All they really need is a very charged up Britney Spears. <laughs> still with still with the mouse ears. Yeah, oh my god, I just picture five hundred soldiers with like mouse ears on. <laughs> oh my god. Just to I, be boring, but there's probably a legitimate reason for that because a lot of the um American propaganda films were being made out of Burbank. You know. Yeah. The ones that were motiv motivating people to dump all their money into the war effort. You say that, or there is, I bet you there's got to be footage somewhere of like, you know, like 20 soldiers riding the teacups. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> you got to do something, you know, until the bombs start, you know, dropping. What can you do? Yeah. Oh, my God. But if you haven't seen it, Five came back on Netflix about the uh, American film directors who joined the war effort. Yeah, there you go. Very cool. Um, so yeah, they've uh, they've guarded the most important thing. Walt Disney, the studios. <sighs> Mickey Mouse is safe. He's safe. Okay, he's in the bunker. The whole city, the whole coast, was on edge and held its breath in anticipation. Numerous people called in to report that they saw suspicious flares or blinking lights in the darkness. Oh. The man in charge of calling the alerts, yeah, you know, actually setting the was a Lieutenant General DeWitt. 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 It's interesting to note that a friend of his actually had the same position at Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah, you got to beat him. And 
shall we say, lost his position yeah. after the attack on Pearl Harbor. DeWitt was also passionately, passionately, what do you think he was passionate about? Uh, it's America in the 1940s, uh, segregation. Hating the Japanese. Ah, very good. And he was leading the call for Japanese Americans in California to be locked up in camps, not just in California, but all across America. Yeah. 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 DeWitt constantly held drills until it was said his soldiers were as exhausted and as paranoid as he was. DeWitt saw Japanese enemies everywhere. Precious bodily fluids, Mandrake. <laughs> They're going to take them. <laughs> um, now, an alert was called. The only thing that's missing from this is they, they didn't. There's no recorded entry of them sending 500 soldiers to the Coca-Cola factory as well. <laughs> But I just presume that's because they were already stationed there. Oh, absolutely. Just to make sure the coat kept flowing. Yeah. Now, an alert was called at 7.18pm after people phoned reporting seeing flares and a silver object in the sky. Okay. This alert continued even though there were no obvious signs of an attack. And the city stood at ready for over three hours until the alarm was lifted at 10.23 p.m. without any actual incident occurring. Yes. So it was literally someone went, oh, a light! And this guy went, Japanese! <laughs> Meanwhile, 20 miles west of L.A., the Coast Guard deployed Weather balloons. Okay. It's always someone with a weather balloon. Always. Now, this was not actually uncommon and was done often because of the weapons used that were there to defend LA. Um, as they were so close to civilian homes as well and industries, they had to constantly update the weather conditions to know how to adjust the sights of their large guns yeah. and the weapons being fired or else weapons could end up, you know, blown off target, basically, and could end up destroying LA instead of protecting it. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously adjust how much the wind is coming, adjust your gun. Yeah. These weather balloons were made of a silver material. So these aren't just like a balloon you get from Walmart. <laughs> no. Big-ass balloon. Yeah. They're made of, of silver material and they actually had a large light attached to them. And the reason they had that was to make it easier to spot by the trackers in the night sky. Okay, yeah. You know, so you could you could take a visual reference of it. Yeah. But it seems not everyone on duty had been notified about the deployment of the weather balloons at 1am. Oh, dear. LA was still abuzz with anticipation in the wee hours of the 25th of February 1942. Those on radar had reported seeing an unidentified object 120 miles west and moving towards Los Angeles. Now, the thing is, these radars that they were using were not very advanced and not very good. Primitive as fuck. Yeah. As well as planes, the radars also had the habit of occasionally picking up flocks of birds in the sky. Yeah. <sighs> All we know is the radar picked up something. Yes. 
that was in the sky. Yep. Be it plane, bird. Weather balloon. <laughs> Weather balloon. Zeppelin. <laughs> it's Zeppelin. Oh, my God. A guy on those, what are those things? We get pulled by a boat. You know, like a hang glider. Yeah, paraglider. (laughs) You think it's Pablo Escobar out there with his mates. (laughs) Drugs still got to get on. People have to work, man. At 2.15am, the anti-aircraft guns were put on green alert because of this radar activity. And the green alert meant they were ready to fire. Right. At 2.21 a.m., total blackout was ordered. Yep. At 2.25 a.m., the air raid sirens screamed across L.A. and thousands of volunteer air raid wardens were shaken from their beds and hurried to their positions. At least several people were severely injured just trying to reach their posts in the dark. Wow. A running radio announcer ran straight into a building awning, giving him a huge cross gash across his face and had to go to hospital. Oh, dear. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, my God, the war. It's finally. It's my big chance. (laughs) (laughs) A police officer found a store that was still lit. The front windows were lit. Yep. So he did the most police officery thing that he could, and he kicked in the window of the of the shop, and like kicked out the lights. Good on him. And cut his leg open in the process. Of course he did. And had to go to the hospital. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't just shoot them. <laughs> oh no, white light. <laughs> Just before it reached the coast, the object on radar began to descend. Like a flock of birds approaching a beach. (laughs) But the object began to descend and then simply disappeared off the radar. Reports were flooding all across the city. At 2.43am, planes were reported flying over Long Beach. A few minutes later, a colonel reported seeing about 25 planes at 12,000 feet directly over Los Angeles. At 3.06am, a silver object was spotted in the sky over Santa Monica. And then... The shooting began. Yeah, it did. And it is said the air over Los Angeles erupted. Like a volcano. The 37th Coast Artillery Brigade started firing 50 caliber machine guns and 12.8 pound or five and a half kilo anti-aircraft shells directly into the sky of Los Angeles. Nice. And there's even there is this one great story of uh, one guy who lived um, on the coast. Yep. Uh, basically, the army rocked up one day with this giant anti-aircraft gun and just went, um, it's okay if we just put this here on your back lawn. <laughs> and literally just set up this giant anti-aircraft gun on his like back lawn because he was like directly over the coast. Brilliant. And they were just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might scare the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, unlike other weapons that explode on impact, yes, like we we've we've all seen the end of every James Bond 
film. Yes. You shoot the rocket, it hits the helicopter. Yeah. Um, now, these anti-aircraft shells were designed to be fired into the air where they would simply explode in the air yeah. uh, in the hope that the explosion and the shrapnel would damage the plane and its occupants. Um, as actually shooting a plane with a land cannon is extremely difficult. Yeah, it's very hard to do. Later versions of those things mm. actually included a radio transmitter that mm-hmm. would basically worked on proximity like a very small oh. radar. When it realised it was near something, it would explode. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got super inventive. Yeah. Well... Before that... Yeah, they just blew shit up in the sky. Yeah. It was fireworks, basically. Yeah, these were just blunt instruments where you would just shoot them into the sky, they would explode, and you would hope the shrapnel would hit something. Yeah. Basically. Um, (laughs) Now, unfortunately, most people were not aware of this. And when they saw or heard the rounds exploding, most wrongly assumed that this was because the rounds had struck an enemy target in uh, the sky. It's, it's their first battle. They it's don't know. Their, they don't know until you know these things, yeah. you know. Oh, man, no one told me. I couldn't get it up. <laughs> so now smoke and hundreds of searchlights f- flew through the air. Yeah. Now, and a lot of it is what they would illuminate was just basically these explosions in the air. And people are like, oh, my God, well, it's clearly it's all the planes. It's hitting all the planes. Yeah. Then the swarm of reports began flooding in from civilians. The world's most reliable witnesses. Oh, yes. I'll tell you what, I want a civilian at my trial. Oh, I tell you. Woo. Yes, please identify the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the reports came in from civilians, volunteers, and even members of the armed forces. People reported everything from swarms of planes mm-hmm. to swarms of balloons. <laughs> They're coming in by balloon. <laughs> it's somewhere between a children's birthday party and a celebration. Yeah, and the apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> one report said that there was one object in the sky. Another said that there were up to several hundred. <laughs> Some objects were seen a few thousand feet in the air. One report said objects were at 20,000 feet in the air. Uh, one person called in to report that they actually saw planes flying in a V shaped formation. Just like they did in the movies. (laughs) Some reports said the objects were extremely slow moving. Like a balloon in the wind. Other reports said the objects were moving at least 200 miles an hour. Because that was fast back then. Yeah. One gunner would later tell a story that he stopped firing his anti-aircraft gun, as he could not see any object to fire at. Yeah. When his superior told him angrily to keep firing, he asked, at what? (laughs) At which he was angrily told to keep firing or be court-martialed. I'll keep firing. The soldier kept firing. (laughs) But it wasn't just the army... And the volunteer defence force on the attack. Oh, no, 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 no. You know who else came out to help them? Los Angelinos. Woo! Oh. 
<laughs> Damn straight, shit's getting real. Nobody comes into my city. <laughs> they were joined oh. by thousands of civilians. God bless them. Who ran out into their yards, yeah. ran into their street, <laughs> and fired their guns directly into the sky. <laughs> guns, handguns, rifles, whatever they had, they came out and just started blasting into the sky. You all, you, everybody knows which neighbor. Which neighbours would be out the front too? Oh yeah, like you, like oh, there'd be that cock end next door. <laughs> but who, who just is just shooting into the sky? It's a- patriots. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And you think there were like all those people who were like, God damn it! I knew we should have got a gun, but didn't want to feel like people like, oh, I don't want people to think we're super, like sympathisers. So they're just out there with their finger guns, just like. Pew pew. <laughs> pew 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 I'm helping. <laughs> oh wow! Can you imagine? That is both the most ridiculous and the best thing ever. It's pretty good. <laughs> just, and it's two twenty three a.m. So you know a lot of them were in their underwear. Oh yeah. Just just dicks out. Pew <laughs> Swinging at the Japanese with their dicks. Pew pew. Dicks pew. out for America. <laughs> Oh my god! With guns that likely couldn't even reach the altitude. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, they probably couldn't even shoot a balloon out of the sky. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so they also began firing into the sky. Okay. The firing by the army, civilian defence, and private citizens. Forgoing the occasional ones that kept on going. Yep. Continued sporadically until 4.14 a.m. That's a a party. (laughs) But the all clear was not given and the blackout uh, remained and was not lifted until 7.21 a.m. I think that's called dawn. Yeah. I don't think that's your blackout lifting. You got a cop trying to kick down the sun. (laughs) Goddamn Jap. It even looks like the Japanese flag. <laughs> I would not bow to you. Oh my god, citizens race out. We teach about dinosaurs being fake. There was even a report that a plane, an enemy plane, had been shot down and had crashed into Hollywood Boulevard. The army raced to the scene. But there was no plane. No. <laughs> there was nothing. In another part of town, people reported, oh, my God, an enemy bomb. An enemy bomb has dropped into the street. So the army went out and reported that on inspection, it turned out to be an unexploded round fired by the American army. Yeah. <laughs> so then they had to you know, do their stuff. Reports of damage flooded in. I wonder how much of that was from Los Angelinos firing into the sky. Houses and businesses damaged all by wayward American shells. Yeah. 
Countless buildings and cars all damaged by either American shell fragments, probably because their gun sights were not adjusted correctly for the weather because someone may have shot their weather balloon down. (laughs) But you never heard that from mine. Some shells, as I said, simply failed to explode in air and instead exploded when they fell down to earth. Fun. Blowing up one person's garage, <laughs> another person's patio. Oh, no. And one doctor's office. He probably did abortions. <laughs> That's God's God work. you. <laughs> given. Oh, my God. Can you believe he was given women's health treatment? <laughs> the whole thing was a cover to blow up the first abortions. Oh, my God. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, my God. How many neighbours do you think settled disputes in the middle of all that and just fucking shot each other? Oh, my God. It was the Japanese. I just imagine there was just someone just like, oh, my God, the Japanese are coming. They're going to give safe legal abortions to our women. (laughs) Get your women's rights out of here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, just like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I imagine, yeah, oh, no. A lot of husbands in beds they shouldn't have been in jumping out and running away. (laughs) It looks Japanese to me. Actually, sadly, at least five people officially died in the firefight. Oh, fuck. Three people died in car accidents, most likely because of the blackout (laughs) and drove into things or drove off things. Why would you go driving in those conditions? I mean, I I know you're like, oh shit, I wouldn't like. Wouldn't you just have a test run? Or do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Get yourself a horse. <laughs> horse can see. Oh, so those people died in car accidents, and two people had heart attacks. Oh. Brought on by the stress of the extended battle. Oh. <laughs> just ah. But what no one could find, and there was a lot of damage. Yeah. There was death. There was destruction. Carnage. Yeah, yeah. What no one could find was any death or damage caused by any enemy sources. (laughs) It seems that even with the hundreds of enemy planes reported to have been flying overhead, not a single one of these enemy planes remembered to drop any bombs or fire any shots. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, just like, oh, my God. Can you imagine pulling back up at Japan? Damn it! I oh. knew! Oh, oh they're going to be pissed. <laughs> awkward. As it just clunks out onto the tarmac. It's your bomb. Oh, it's nothing worse than that when you go to the shop for a loaf of bread and then you come home half an hour later with 50 things and everything but the bread. (laughs) Then you've got to change the PowerPoint to just go, well, (laughs) the attack on the fuel refinery with the deck gun of a submarine was very successful. Mm -hmm. It led to at least four panicked phone calls. And uh, and the the other attack where you know we we were putting our main attack with all of the bombs that that was you did that right after right we did and it became an excellent example of reverse psychology we got the Los Angelinos to blow themselves up 
well wasting all of their ammunition, well shooting played. indiscriminately into the sky. <laughs> like the ill-disciplined coward dogs they are. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> oh, Now this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Directly after the incident, the US Navy and the US Air Force completely disagreed on just what had happened. Or more to the point, if anything at all actually happened. Within a few hours of the incident, the Secretary of War claimed that up to 15 enemy planes had flown over Los Angeles. Navy Secretary Frank Knox told reporters at a press conference, As far as I know, the whole raid was a false alarm attributed to jittery nerves. Clearly having a sledge at the army. Absolutely. (laughs) Basically, he was saying the whole thing was a false alarm and that there was no evidence of any enemy craft being in the skies whatsoever. Yeah. Look, I'm not even an expert, but you could safely presume, given the technology of the time, if you even if you did fly a raid over mm-hmm. a place like Los Angeles at night, blacked out, one of your planes is just going to crash. Yeah, just because of just how planes were. Yeah, you're going to hit the Hollywood Hills because you fucked your timing up because your maths was bad. Yeah, or just something would fail because everything was yeah. held together by a rubber band. Yeah. You know, um, or all those fucking citizens firing, like just looking at all those people with their dicks out shooting guns. Is he got his dick yeah. out? Ah, <laughs> straight into the Hollywood sign. What this fucking stereotype about small Japanese dicks is getting ridiculous. <laughs> now they're going to show me theirs. Yeah. Oh, it's very culturally insensitive. Oh. So he, uh, so basically the Navy was saying nothing happened. And he also expressed his belief that all important industries should be moved inland, away from the coastal areas that possibly could be attacked. Pretty smart. But the general public did not believe that nothing had happened. They know what they saw. They know what they had seen and heard. The following day, I I have a copy here for you. Yes. The following day, the Los Angeles Times newspaper, their headline blasts, Army says alarm real. Do you want to have it? There's the front page of the LA Times the next day. Then the rest of the page is littered with pro-American stories such as US flyers reap Indies victories and Americans sink Jap ships. Yeah. Navy Secretary Frank Knox's statements are nothing more than a small throwaway story at the bottom of the page. It's pretty well buried. Where it just says, Knox indicates raid, just jittery nerves. Now, anyone who's ever worked in a newspaper will know something about the Gutenberg Principle. Oh, what's that? The Gutenberg Principle comes from early... Steve Gutenberg, Police Academy. (laughs) No, Johann Gutenberg, the inventor of movable type matrices. Mm. In the 1500s, he used it to print a Bible. Okay. Anyway. Get get people hooked on the good stuff. On the good word. You know, get to the titties and the slavery and... Ain't no titties in the Bible. So many titties in the Bible. Oh, yeah, but they were attached to like weird fucking seraphim... That were like 500 feet high and made of eyes and tits. Still titties. Yeah, titties are titties. (laughs) Anyway, 
the traditional wisdom of the Gutenberg principle is that your eye travels from top left to bottom right in a, basically an arc down. Oh. And if you want to bury something on yep. a page, you essentially put it around here. They've got it in the perfect spot to be missed. Yeah. 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 It's just, and even like, you know, the headline, it's so tiny. It's just sort of, it's just poof. Yeah. Just, just poof. Navy trader says we are pussies. <laughs> we'll just bury that on the bottom here. Bury that at sea. Bloop. <laughs> now, after the raid, the Western Defense Command sent a report to Washington stating that even before the alarm was over, the credibility of eyewitness reports were already in doubt. Yeah. Believing them to be completely exaggerated. The 4th Air Force even went so far as to say that they did not believe that there had been any planes over Los Angeles at all. No. But all of these reports were not published at the time. Yeah. Instead, it conducted more interviews with, quote, our witnesses to the aircraft. The Army then softened their position, saying that now they believed that between... One in five airplanes flew over Los Angeles that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Secretary Stimson announced this as the conclusion of the War Department. They had two theories about the aircraft. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one was that they were commercial planes launched secretly from an unknown airfield in California. Okay. Or possibly Mexico. <laughs> or alternatively, they were light planes that had been launched from a Japanese submarine. Okay. They also stated that they believed, they believed the reason there were no bombs. Ha ha, we know what you're going to say. We thought of this and there is a perfectly logical yes. reason why I'm not stalling <laughs> on an answer. I know the answer. I just want you to know that I already know that answer and they were... <coughs> Aha, because they were not here to destroy this time, but only to detect the location of anti-aircraft artillery, haha, and and or strike a blow at the morale of the American people. Aha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, stupid Navy. Either your- way, the threat is real. Keep giving us all your money. Because mm-hmm. yeah. mm, it's totally going to happen. So basically there were two completely different answers from two organisations that should be able to agree on what happened. Yeah. Your Army and your Navy should be able to agree. You'd think so. So was it a raid? Or wasn't it? Was it an attack or wasn't it? A man who had been in England during bombings commented on the situation to the press, simply stating that when an air raid began, you won't have to argue about it. 
you'll just know. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a point. <laughs> At this point, different theories started arising as to what actually caused the Battle of Los Angeles. And I think we should save that for next week. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we have we have some interesting um, theories to yes. cover. We also have uh, – we'll be coming through the uh, official report sent to the president. Okay. Uh, claiming what had happened. And then we have a very short response from the president. <laughs> I can see from here that is a short response. It's a very short response um, on what he uh, has to say yeah. on their report of what possibly, probably, more than likely, maybe, did or didn't happen yeah. to Los Angeles. Um, yeah, so there are some crazy theories um, coming from whole spectrums of people, maybe some theories that are out of this world. <laughs> Don't want to give too much away. Plus, oh, my God, nobody look up what happens because we actually also have the official answer uh, that came from the War Department yep. of what actually caused the battle Okay. Um, in the end, and we will get to that next week, as well as... Hollywood takes on the Battle of Los Angeles. Does that involve Ronald Reagan and a monkey? <laughs> Banzai, bozo. <laughs> wasn't that the, that was just called the Star Wars program, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so where are you so far? What are you thinking? Do you think there were actually Japanese airplanes? Look, I, I don't think there were, uh, but I also don't blame the people of Los Angeles or the military for firing indiscriminately. They did not have any kind of advanced aerial detection systems. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any kind of night vision. Mm -hmm. They had searchlights and crude weapons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we, when I say crude, they were marvels of mathematics and geometry. Yeah. But giant blaster and cannons. Yeah, but you know they're they're crude by today's standards. And knowing what they knew about the Japanese at the time, mm -hmm. very formidable enemy. I'm not surprised they they fucking stepped on the gas when maybe there was no race to be had. I'm just gonna say, yeah, if you're gonna start the race, should you maybe? I don't know. Wait till you find out there there you are actually in a race yeah. before you. Start running? Yeah. But, I mean, the Japanese, they were very good at fucking with people's heads. Um, there was footage that was released later on in the war, I believe. And mm. I'm, I'm not terribly sure whether it was released or captured uh, that was taken by Japanese midget submarines mm -hmm. who they actually sunk a you can't You can't use that term anymore. It's very incorrect. <laughs> no. Well, a Japanese small person submarine uh, that was uh, – it, it basically came into Sydney Harbour mm -hmm. and it filmed – Mm. All around Sydney Harbour, and then the footage was just like, hey. "Oh my god!" And upskirting was invented. They, yeah, they upskirted oh. Sydney Harbour. Oh my god, that's disgraceful. It's not acceptable now. It wasn't acceptable then. Oh no, was it New York? No, they filmed New York. Oh. yeah, they filmed because you know, Sydney Harbour they sunk a couple of um, ferries. Mm -hmm. But yeah, New York they filmed New York, and I think the footage was either released and like said, "Hey, check it out, we're just filming New York like a bunch of fucking lunatics." Oh my god, can you imagine if they came up like in the Hudson River and it's just all they get is this footage of like two hobos like blowing each other, yeah, like down by down by the Hudson, and they're like, "Yeah, oh." But yeah, I mean, let's the, call off the raid. I don't think we want to go. Yeah, 
But as, as we all know now, I mean, Japan now might be the wonderful, technologically advanced, mm-hmm. anime, incredibly friendly nation it is today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you want to you want to read something horrible? Read about the rape of Nanking. That is the most fucked shit. Oh, it's it's you know the it's the correct terminology because of what they did. Oh, oh I, I, I'm glad that we can leave this episode on a downer. Yeah, you sorry. Know? Yeah, thanks for that. Did, oh. I ever, did I ever tell you that we had a parish priest growing up as a kid who'd been tortured by the Japanese? Oh, was that the guy who had his tongue he cut out? He had his tongue cut out and he yeah. used to still say mass. Yeah. Well, I will not be defeated by those bastards. Yeah, it was unreal. It's the thing, yeah, we're just a generation from this. Wow. Well, see. Because uh, our grandparents fought in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. See, whenever I think of like a man in Piri that has lost his tongue, I just assume it's because of your grandmother. <laughs> By that point, she was just so toxic. She, well, I, mean, no, I was just to say, she just pulled some like just world epic move that he just wasn't limber <laughs> enough for and just, just popped it straight out. Like she didn't even know her own like flap strength. She could bring a bull or a man down. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Claire. Just with her Kegel. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Should have shot your grandma into the sky. She should have. She could have brought some planes down. What a way to punish a 1940s man who's actually eating pussy. <laughs> a horrible thing to do. A world full of fucking zero foreplay, fucking two pump chumps. It's trial and error, man. It's trial and error. You know, you don't risk it. There's no reward. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to go. risk it to get the biscuit. Got <laughs> your grandmother a biscuit. More of a macaroon. Oh, my God. Okay, so, okay. Um, look, I just think it's a lot of Americans with their dicks out um, shooting at the moon. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll find out next week. Fair enough. Um, oh, remember we do have... Um, we have merch. We have an... We do have merch. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> Email us if you want to buy or some. Or get, get in touch via the uh, Instagram. Yes, or we have an email address now, realmothmen at gmail.com. Don't look at me like you're surprised. We talked about this I last week. It. I forgot it. Realmothmen at gmail.com. Yes. You have a live comedy show coming up, when's I that? I do have a live comedy show coming up, December 19. It's an early one, and then later on we're going upstairs to finish off the year with the last comedy gig of the year at Rhino Room. So Woo! if you get on Eventbrite, it's John Brooks live. It's a, fuck, I don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> Oh, way to sell yourself. And we should add this is December 19th, 2022 for everyone listening to this in 2023. Get fucked. You missed out. Sorry. It was a celebration. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. All right. Well, we'll find out what happens next week and if they were attacked by the Japanese or mothmen hailed from the sky. And you know what? Don't shoot them down because real mothmen eat the carpet. But there was no lights. <laughs> What were they going for? Oh. All those men outside shooting at the sky while the mothmen are getting down with their ladies. <laughs> yeah, you go out you go out there and you you shoot that move. <laughs> this mothman's gonna land in your bed. You just hear the fluttering of wings against your bedroom window. <laughs> oh, quick, honey, go shoot at the moon. <laughs> then your wife feels a flutter. Oh, with that extendable proboscis. Oh, you had to make it weird. There's no knowing necrophilia. <laughs> Until next time.